You are worthy. You are. 
to confess that to Jesus.
Pray together the Kalev. Let us pray. O God, the protector of all who trust in you, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy, increase and multiply upon us your mercy, that with you and our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal, that we lose not the things eternal. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
may be seated. Are the children coming up for prayer? Children, for Sunday school, we want to bless you before you go. <laughs> Do you want prayer too, child? <laughs> Heavenly Father, let your blessings be upon his children as they go to learn about you and your ways and to become more and more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Then a man came from Baal Shalisha and brought the man of God bread of the first fruits, twelve loaves of the barley bread, and newly ripened grain in his knapsack. And he said, Give it to the people that they may eat. But his servant said, What? Shall I set this before one hundred men? He said again, Give it to the people that they may eat. For thus says the Lord, they shall eat and have some left over. So he set it before them, and they ate and had some left over, according to the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. This morning's psalm is Psalm 145. We'll read it by the half verse. All your works shall praise you, O Lord. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom. To make known to the sons of men his mighty acts. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord upholds all who fall. Raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look expectantly to you. You open your hand. Satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways. Gracious in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He also will hear their cry and say, The Lord preserves all who love him. My mouth shall speak of the praise of the Lord. All flesh shall bless his holy name forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now, and will be forever. This morning's second reading comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, commencing at verse 20. Now to him who is able to to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. 
I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. The word of the Lord. St. John, chapter 6, verses 1 through 12. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him, because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test him, for he knew himself what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to his disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, so that nothing is lost. The Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. We're interrupting our, our week here to have church. <laughs> I don't know about you, my, my week has been uh, filled with the Olympics lately. So I'm, I didn't know how interested I was in like ping pong and uh, kayaking and everything else that I watch only every four years. But it's, you know, it's, it's just like that. Whatever it is in your life, I feel like we need to, when we come here on a Sunday morning, you know, it's interrupting that week that you've got going on everything else that's going on it's it's christ wanting to insert his word in our lives right so i just want to open in prayer and ask that he speaks to us this morning while we take this time apart for him lord i just pray that you would speak to us through your holy spirit pray that you would bless the words that i'm bringing lord bless bless uh my thoughts let they let them be from you lord and from your Holy Spirit, 
pray that you would speak to us this morning and give us further insight into what you want us to do in our lives and the ways you want us to think and be as we go about our daily lives. In your holy name, amen. All right. Well, uh, so the I've, I haven't spoken to you guys here at church in quite some time, but I have been speaking to my home group uh, on a weekly basis. And so a, a little bit of what I'm talking about today, I've already shared with them. Um, and I don't usually have a microphone on when I'm doing it, but I'm going to try and make it work. Uh, the, the first lesson that I want us to turn to, and just uh, I think we can just start with it, is in Mark. And it's a lesson that we, it's a lesson we talked about in home group just this week. It's in Mark chapter 4, and it begins in verse 35. And when we were talking about it in home group, God, God kind of gave me this, this word. I think it was something I heard from my dad or someone else. It's like an old saying that a lot of us have heard, but it's called attitude is everything, right? And, and we really meditated on that. We talked about it at home group. And, you know, I don't want to rehash it, but it's, I feel like there's more there for us. And when I was praying about speaking here in church this morning, what God kept telling me is that Jesus and the Holy Spirit in our lives, he's a doer. <laughs> he doesn't just sit idly by. He wants to do things. He wants to be part of our lives. He wants things to happen for us. Amazing things. He wants us to have great experiences. He wants us to enjoy our lives and to have excitement happen. But what we talked about, uh, part of it is, you know, it's connected to our attitude. But what we realized in home group is our attitude is just, it's just a symptom of really what's going on in our life a little deeper down. And so that's, we read this scripture. It's a really short thing out of the gospel, but I think it kind of can give you an, an insight into your own life and what you're thinking and what might be going on with you or me. You know, I'm, as Jesse likes to say, the preacher's usually preaching to himself. So uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 35. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose. And so this is when the plot starts to thicken, right? In, in these guys' lives and in the, in the life that we're leading, right? A great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. So this is an emergency now. They're, they've got a problem. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow and they awoke him and said to him teacher do you not care that we are perishing and this is something that i talked about uh at home group it's you know a lot of times you can you get these loaded questions from someone in your life right like are you going to answer this or are you going to worry about the storm that's happening they're asking like do, don't you care about me and really what's going on is there's a storm going on they're fearful, right? The question is not, do you care? But, Lord, help me. <laughs> this is an emergency, right? But it comes out that way a lot of times in our lives, right? Don't you care? <laughs> Don't you care, Lord? 
And I just, I want us to remember, I, I feel like God wants to speak to us in this, that he is a doer of things. Things he wants to do and have happen in our lives. Not just someone who's going to stand idly by. He does care. But I mean, this is how our, you know, this is how the question comes out a lot of times. And, you know, we talk about this being attitude, but it's connected elsewhere, right? Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? And then he arose and he answered their question in detail about how much he cares about them. No, he didn't. He arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. Right? That's what Jesus did first. That's who he is. That's his heart for our life, right? And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. You know, I was looking, why do these guys, why did all these people follow Jesus? It wasn't because of what he said to them. It had a lot to do with what he did. He did amazing things in their lives, and they saw it firsthand, and they couldn't deny it. And, you know, even though we don't live in a, we live in a time when the Holy Spirit speaks to us. But those works can be as mighty, as powerful in our own lives. Um, I can, I'll, I'll share with you a few things later on about my own life when things have happened, um, when I didn't think they would. But it's like, that is who Jesus was. That was how he, that was how he convinced people to follow him. It wasn't just about what he said. It was what he did. And they couldn't deny it. And they were amazed. That's not what it says here. I'm just saying that. Um, and the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But then he said to them, why are you so fearful? And how is it that you have no faith? And this is what we talked about in our home group. Um, you know, I, that, that same day when, I, when God gave me this scripture, I was kind of like, I, I actually shared with the Lord when I was praying, getting ready to speak to home group on Wednesday. And I said, man, Lord, I've got kind of a bad attitude right now. <laughs> and I need some help. Um, and this, this scripture is what I read it right then. You know, it, it wasn't about my attitude. I mean, the attitude is what you see, but the, uh, but why? Well, probably because my faith was a little low that day. You know, what, what was I believing for in my life? Not that I'm, oh, so too busy to take time to get this word for my home group or whatever. I got all this going on. I got problems at home. I got problems at work. I got, I got problems <laughs> like we all do, right? But, my, but I knew in my heart, I'm like, man, my attitude is down, right? And then he just speaks to me so clearly like, oh, you know, maybe your faith is low right now. Maybe you need to be built up in your faith. And maybe your faith is a little low because you're a little fearful about what might happen next. What it could be, who knows? So just through the process of home group, you know, I spent time with people. I got built up in my faith. We talked about this stuff. And I was built up just by the Holy Spirit speaking this scripture into my life right then. Right? And so for them, for the people with him, and they feared exceedingly and didn't hear anything that he said because... They're like, who is this that commands the winds and the seas to obey him? And that's where I'm reminded again that Christ is like a doer. (laughs) 
He does things. He wants amazing things to happen. He wants us to have great relationships. He wants us to travel the world. Whatever it may be, these dreams he's put in our heart, you know, have great success at our work, um, whatever it may be, great success in school, that he wants all those things, right? And he's a doer of those things. But part of it is us participating with him. The question that he has for us, why are you so fearful? And how is it that you have no faith? That's him reminding us, like, hey, these are the conduits by which he can come in by his Holy Spirit and do these things in our life. Have amazing things happen. Have these amazing experiences move us forward. Right? Um, you know, that, that was, this was something, like, it really struck us. It, it, you get this window into where someone's at, especially if you're close with them, like your spouse or your kids. You get, you know, like what I talked about earlier, you get this, you get this clarity about what they're thinking or where they're at by the way they ask you questions or the way that they're coming to you with the problem that they've got, right? And that's the same, that, the same thing that we've had, that we've got with Christ, right? And the, the thing that I wrote down here that I was thinking about is we're always, I feel like in the world, we always see this like, if only I knew why they said it that way. If only I could figure out why. <laughs> why, why, would they, why would they talk that way? Or why would they ask me that that way? You know, what, we're con- if we feel like we'd feel better um, if we knew the motive <laughs> behind that question or why it was asked that way or this way or that way, right? Um, and, you know, what we learn in the long run is it's like, no, you can, you can maybe get down to the bottom of that, but you probably already know. Jesus already knew there was fear and lack of faith involved, right? <laughs> and, and that was what was behind that question coming that way. And what he wants to do is come into that situation and do something, <laughs> do something amazing, be part of our lives, right? Knowing, what ha- knowing why someone does something that way or whatever isn't always what fixes the problem. It's them having a real true experience with Christ. So I was just, I was thinking about a lot of the stories, a lot of us who are here who have committed our lives to Christ. And some of, a lot of us have had this experience, like what I called it was Christ stilling the seas in our life, right? And that's what's brought us to the place where we're always going to be committed to him. Right? We're always committed to him. That's, that, that was, this is kind of like where he brought me into this second part of what he wanted me to share. But you have this experience, like in this gospel, where he literally comes in and, and your life is pretty turbulent. And then he stills those seas. Right? And a lot of us have testimonies that way. Right? Um, that brings us to a point where, yeah, we know... We know we're going to be part of a church. We're committing our lives to Christ. But our walk goes further than that. And it goes, it goes longer than that. You know, it's a lifetime walk. I was just thinking about, like with me, I run into some of these problems. And I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I call myself sometimes the king of naysayers. <laughs> so, you know, I, a lot of you know me. You know that I'm committed 
to the Lord in my life, and I want Him to be part of my life. I want to hear from the Holy Spirit. But I have to walk this out on a daily basis, just like you and me. And so, or just, just like you, I've got to do it. And so the way I kind of deal with it is I can be like the naysayer sometimes. I, I, I wrote down some good ones that I've said over the years. Um, this is after, after forever, you know, uh, high school and college seems like forever. And then a year of living in uh, my best friend's parents' house and running from them. And I, I just said, you know what? Uh, I'll probably just be single forever. That was one that I said. <laughs> and if you know me, you know that's not true now. I've, I've married, and we have seven wonderful children. And it's like, but that was what I said back then, the naysayer, right? I wasn't saying that because I was going to leave Christ or I was going to leave my walk as a Christian. I was saying that because I'm going like, okay, I love you, Lord. I guess this is how it's going to be. I'm going to be... I'm going to have a great time being single forever. You know, that was what, it, that was what I said. I was like this naysayer, right? Um, or uh, here, here's another one. Uh, th- so that was, that was at one crisis in my life, right? After I'd walked out my life as a Christian and, uh, you know, gone through high school and, you know, tried not to pursue all these relationships that were not the right one. And then where was the right one? So I said, you know, I go, oh, I guess I'll, ne- I guess I'll never get married. I guess I'll be single forever. And then this was another one after another crisis. Uh, Becky probably remembers this one. We'll, we'll never be able to buy another house. Never. We lost our house back in the, the bubble crisis of 10 years ago, whatever, it, you know, the big financial bubble crisis. And we lost the house that we bought. And so then again, I say, you know, there I am, the naysayer, right? I'm not leaving Christ. I'm not leaving my walk with the Lord but I'm, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and like figure out, I, I know how it's going to be. So, so I go ahead and say, oh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll just probably never be able to buy another house. So that'll be fine. But I'm still going to walk with the Lord, right? Um, here's one some of you know because you, you work with me, and you probably knew at one point I said this, but, man, this, this company will never be able to pay its bills on time, <laughs> right? Um, and... To, you know, this day, and I think Jason will tell me, it, it is paying some bills on time. Praise God. And, you know, this was something that I, it, it wasn't because I lost my faith in working for that company or anything. But it was, it was me just kind of like my faith being low, my attitude maybe being a little bit bad, <laughs> right? And so these are the things that we say. I was looking, I, I, I heard another one in the, in the gospel. This might be similar, I thought this might be similar to... Uh, Maybe some moms, right? Uh, they're dealing with having to feed all the people, and they got not much. So this is Andrew, who comes up after the other guy, and he's doing a little better than him. And he goes, hey, uh, there's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? It's sort of like, uh, you know, hey, I, I can see what we got going on here. We need to feed the, all these people Luckily for you, I'm not hungry. I don't need to eat, but we got a little bit here. So, so see what you can do with that. But I, I'm good. I, you know, I, I don't need anything, right? I, I'm, I'm, interp- I'm interpreting, right? But we've kind of said that before, like, oh, I don't need anything, right? Similar to those words that I spoke. Just, I'm, I, I feel like Christ wants us to have this little adjustment in what he can do. 
and what he can do in our lives. You know, we say these things sometimes, like, oh, what, what can these be amongst so many? Right? That's out of today's gospel. And my little, my little input into there is like, oh, well, don't worry, Jesus. Here's this. I don't need it, though. I'm good. I can eat tomorrow. <laughs> right? I'll get mine tomorrow. Right? We say that because we know what's going on and what he can do. So anyway, uh, you know, those, <laughs> those are not real impressive, like, uh, I guess, testimonies of mine, right? But they are impressive because what they show is how Christ wants to move in our lives because he moved past those things. He moved past when I spoke that those things wouldn't happen or couldn't happen or weren't a possibility or that he couldn't do it. He moved past them, and he was a doer in my life right? He lifted me up. He changed where I was going. He let me have these amazing experiences, despite the fact that I was like halfway there, right? I mean, I was there, I'd committed to him, but I was only like halfway there because I, I had it figured out how it was going to be. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, def- I'm not leaving. I'm, I'm doing all this, but you know, I'll just eat tomorrow. <laughs> I don't need this. You know, I, you, you don't need to take care of me. I'm good. Take care of others, whatever it is, right? But Jesus has more for that for us, and he has more for that attitude. And the good thing is, the good thing, if you're looking on the bright side, when you do have that attitude, you are halfway there. It's like a song, right? We're halfway there. And so Jesus can do something with that. Having that attitude in your life that you're, at least, you're committed to him at least gives him that window where he can move and move mightily in your life. I got one more scripture I want us to read. It's also in Mark. Mark chapter 9 and verse 17. Then one of the crowd answers and answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit, and whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So, so I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. You have something that you're battling with, and, you're, and you're, your Christian brothers and sisters have prayed with you and stood with you, and it's still there. It's still happening. This guy did, right? But he was, he's like us, kind of. He's still, he's, he's halfway there, right? And he's wanting to, and he wants desperately to have God be part of his life. He wants desperately for the Holy Spirit to move. So he says, so I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out, but they could not. And he answered him and said, oh, faithless generation, sound familiar? Sounds like what he talked about on the boat, right? It's not an, acu- it's not an accusation. Uh, I think Jesse says it's an invitation to move higher up, deeper in, right? How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed in him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often it has thrown him both into the fire and into the water, trying to destroy him. 
But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. He has an idea that Christ can do something. And so he, he's asking again for this help, right? Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible for him who believes. So there it is. Build up your faith. Build it up. God wants amazing things to happen in your life. He wants breakthroughs. His stories, these things we read in the gospel, are things happening. Not, not just talk. For these people that were around Christ, things happened. Their lives changed. He affected them in a real way. Right? And we need to believe that that can happen to us. And immediately, the father cried out and said with tears, this is like probably, I guess it's a picture of someone who has like the best, most truthful attitude in the Bible, right? And we all have been here. He says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Tells the honest truth, <laughs> right? The honest truth. And when Jesus, saw that, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. And the spirit cried out. I just want to read this last part because I want, to, I want us to remain in this mindset that God wants to do something, not just say something. The spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And he became as one dead, so that many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Amen? <laughs> so, Christ wants us to, to realize that he can meet our desires, meet our needs, move in our lives, do something amazing. Despite whatever situation you're standing in right now, doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, if, you're, if your relationship's on the rocks or if it's doing great, if you, whatever it is, God wants to move in that and have amazing things happen to you right there, right there. I, want, I wanted to use an example of Brittany and Amanda because they're at home group, but both of them, they're single moms, and they went to Italy with me and Steve, and they went for your wedding, and we had an amazing time. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense, right? But God wanted to move and give them, like, that joyous, fun, like, great, grand adventure. And they did it, and they believed it, and it happened. And it was a great time. We, had, we closed down lots of restaurants over there. <laughs> but anyway, I, sorry, I, I pull it out because they're there at home group with me every week. So, um just remember that Jesus is a doer. He's a doer. And the attitude that you bring into whatever your situation is key. It's a key to him moving. So if you want it, you want to adjust your attitude, just kind of get to the bottom of it. Realize like, oh, maybe I need just, I need my faith to come up a little bit. You know, you could, we all realize we're pretty self-aware. We know when we have a bad attitude. We can tell. I can usually tell when I have one. I knew on Wednesday I had one, and I asked him to help me with it. And so he'll do that for you. And so I just ask him to bring up your faith and push down fear a little bit. 
if you look through these scriptures, Jesus calls those things out. He calls them out and he says, where's your faith? Over and over again. That's a key to him moving in your life, to the Holy Spirit having its way, doing amazing things for you. Having fear, that's the thing that can shut it off, right? So ask, ask him to push that stuff down. <laughs> Wherever you're at in your life, push, that, push fear down and bring faith up and watch him move. Watch amazing things happen. Watch dreams come true, okay? I, I speak from experience. I didn't have, like, a, you see by what I spoke. I didn't think much was going to happen. But God moved in my life. And he can move in yours. Amen? All right. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light from heaven shine upon you. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. the name of your Son, accept and fulfill our petitions, we pray, not as we ask in our ignorance, nor as we deserve in our sinfulness, but as you know and love us in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Peace of the Lord be always with you. Turn, share the peace. want to talk about uh, important ones, fun ones, good ones. Let me, let me just first start out by saying a big thank you to all of the people that have been working on the mural down in the basketball court. A group of our St. Michael's Academy graduates are down there with paintbrushes redoing the artwork on the walls. You know, we had that castle and it was wonderful, but it's kind of like its day has come. And we got this great idea. Mary, my daughter, is painting away. She's the artist uh, that's leading the effort. And I know that we have a lot of folks that are involved down there helping her. Um, Robert, Dede, give me the other names of the people there. There was um, Chrissy and Ian. Really? <laughs> okay, Chrissy and Ian. Awesome. 
Mia Powell, I think, was there, right? And uh, one more. One more? There were others. Tell me, and I will announce your name, too. But it's really fantastic. So uh, go have a look at that down in the basketball court. You can kind of lean around or find somebody to let you in down below, and it's really looking fantastic. So thanks to all those people doing that work. Youth retreat is coming up right around the corner. So if you're a youth, you need to go to this retreat. It's up at Big Bear. Uh, Kristen Madison is the lead on this, so look to her for answers, timing, questions, things like that. And if you're not a youth and you want to help them, that would be great. Um, they always could use a financial support. And, again, talk to Kristen. If you are a youth, go. Work day, we're, we're planning a work day on August 14th. Now, our men's, men's group has been coming together every month and doing a bunch of work, but this work is is beyond what we can do with mere men. <laughs> so we want to invite all the people of the church to come and all the people of the school to come. We want to get the building ready for school to start and to, uh, you know, kind of wrap up all of our summer projects. So on the 14th, be there uh, or you'll be missing out. It'll be a great time. Nine, what is it? Do they have a time up there? Nine to one. Nine, you can, I heard from Father Ed that you can come early if you want to. Because he'll be here early in the morning. He's an early guy. So there are opportunities early as well. Amen. Okay. Let's look to the Lord as we prepare to bring our tithes and offerings. As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
testimony of uh, he describes himself as an ordinary man, but I assure you he's much more than that. But uh, I was noticing that uh, there was a real interest in people listening to a personal testimony like that, uh, particularly Becky. She was uh, very intent on what he was saying about how that all came about. I'm just being facetious. It is such a wonderful and amazing thing when the people of God uh, grow like that. Amen. A boy sees a girl, and you know, of course, yeah. you know, we got another family in our midst. I saw uh, Spike come in today with his little family, and uh, I thought that is just so. Amazingly wonderful. And I don't Amen. know about the rest of you, but it sure, uh, sure puts a, a wonderful feeling inside of me. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. Your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them, them up, up into the Lord. Lord. Give thanks to the Lord our God. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works, for you call us out of darkness in your own wonderful light. So with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and join in their unending hymn of praise. found of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts to make them holy, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he's given up to death, the death he freely accepted, he took bread and broke it and gave it to his disciples. He said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup, 
Again he gave thanks and praise. He gave the cup to his disciples and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ is dying. Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread and this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, and all of our clergy. Remember the sick and infirmed, spirit, soul, and body. We hold up this day Connie and Susan and Carl and Serena, Naomi, Nadia, and Kyle and Sonia, Maria, Sandra, Karen and Tammy and Kylan, Melvin, Gavin and Jean, Raul, Mario, Patrick, Tyler, Zach, and the Marines and Sailors at Camp Pennington. You may add names of those who you're praying for. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken, and as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all. Make us worthy to share eternal life. With all the apostles and the martyrs and the saints who have gone before us, may we praise you in union with them and give you glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. By him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, and we have courage to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us thy peace. The gifts of God for the people of God, take them in remembrance that Christ died for you. And feed on them in your hearts with thanksgiving.
Thanksgiving, let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us 
as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Say, Michael, the archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking ruin of our souls. Remember the gospel, God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against him. And so, he loves us. He's not mad at us. He's forgiven us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and may be always. Amen. Amen.